to another Wheelchair Wednesday here at the Wheelhouse. Special edition today. It's our 50th episode. How about that? 50 of them. Um, we got a special guest today coming to us. Um, didn't get the state, but we'll get to that. She's an Army veteran. Uh, she's got tons to talk about. We're going to get to her right in a second. But before we do that, you guys know the deal. Let's go ahead and hit the intro. Welcome to Wheelchair Wednesday. All right, y'all, without further ado, let's give it up to Sherry Wills. Hello. Hi, Sherry. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Give me one second. I'm not sure why my camera's not showing up. Um, like I said, we always got something going on, and there we go. But so far, everything's worked out pretty good. We got you on here. Um, I'm going to turn your volume down a tad, so I'm not picking you up in the background. But besides that, there we go. So it's a Valentine's Day here for Wheelchair Wednesday. How's your Valentine's Day going? It's going great. Great. It's going great. Like I was uh, telling you earlier, I uh, dropped off a, a little puppy that I got. Um, Starting mm -hmm. to, to as a little service dog. She's a red Doberman puppy. I dropped her off at like her board and train puppy. This will be yep. her, her first step towards getting her, her trained. And hopefully she works out. If not, then... You know, at least I'll, I'll end up with a good trained dog. So some of them, you know, of course, don't work out to be, you know, service dogs. Some of them actually work out to be hospital service dogs. Right. So. Right. Um, and you said, what's that? That's a, a what type of dog? A Doberman. Doberman. Pinscher. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. She's yeah, a cute little old red female Doberman. Super friggin' smart. Heck yeah. Well, have you ever seen these before, these episodes? Um, I've only seen, I think, one or two, to be to be perfectly honest. That's fine. So. That's fine. So really what we're going to yeah. do is I have this uh, handy list note cards here. There's 10 questions on it. We have not changed the questions in 50 episodes. Um, okay. Amazingly, we do. We have added a couple of them. Um, but pretty much we're going to run through these. You're going to give the best answers as you can as to, you know, how you would, how you would see these, uh, in your lifestyle. Okay. Um, cause everybody's different. Spinal cord injuries are pretty new to the medical field and everybody has a different story every time we talk to them. So, um, mm -hmm. to start off this episode, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell people who you are, where you're from and how your accident happened. Uh, I'm Sherry Wills. I'm uh, from uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Well, more in the the, the rural, rural county uh, or in, in Buell, Idaho. It, it's a little little town off of Twin Falls, um, but they're in southern Idaho. Um, and how I came to get my spinal cord injury um, it was actually a, a third, it was my third stroke, but it was actually a spinal stroke where uh, my second stroke, you know how usually a stroke affects your either your left or your right side. Yeah. Um, the third stroke actually affected uh, my lower half uh, from I think a, a T9 down. Um, so, um, yeah, that was my third. It was crazy because I was actually working. I, you know, got out of the, the military as a medic and then, you know, as a recruiter as well. And I was working at the VA in the emergency room as an immediate uh, immediate care technician. It's a new job that they actually created for prior service um, Army, um, uh, Army medics and Navy corpsmen because they okay. know that we know. IVs and you know draw blood and 
and do EKGs and stuff. And um, we actually, uh, the nurses actually came to us to actually, if, if they, you know, missed a, a patient on a stick a few times and needed us to, to go and, and start an IV on them. Um, and it was a great job. And just on my day off one day, I was just at the edge of my bed um, texting my then boyfriend. Um, we were supposed to go to breakfast. And he said, okay, I'm in the parking lot, ready whenever you are. And I was like, okay, I'm on my way down. And I just never showed up. Um, they later found me. Um, I guess I was, uh, you know, laying on the bed and stuff. And I guess kind of an awkward way. And he, they didn't know if I was breathing or not. So he moved me uh, to the floor. And I guess that movement of, um, you know, the, the blood flow exchange, it's, uh, it stimulated like a cardiac arrest uh, wow. and they were between him and, and he was a, he's a Marine veteran and he was also a police officer in uh, California for, I think nine, nine years after he got out of the Marines. Um, but he, you know, he knew how to do CPR and he knew how to, you know, react in an emergency situation. Um, so he, you know, got me on the ground and then noticed that I wasn't breathing and then, um, you know, that my heart wasn't beating. And so he started CPR uh, I told um, one of the guys that was with him to, of course, call 911. Thank goodness I live literally two minutes away from the VAER um, in Salt wow. Lake City. Um, right. But um, so, and yeah, everything just kind of happened for a reason. Like the, the, the paramedics and stuff, they were outside in a clean, ready-to-go ambulance. They were literally opening the doors to, to get in their ambulance and go when they got the call. But yeah, I was pretty much dead for ten minutes. Had, you know, like a kind of a, a, a little little bit of a near death experience and stuff. Um, it's crazy how it works out like that, yeah. isn't it? How everything just kind of yeah. aligns up. Yeah, and then yeah, when I, when I came to, I was you know in the uh, in in the ICU, and it's like I already knew that I was paralyzed from the waist down, so I never had that. You know, I, I don't know if, if it's true, you know, when you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't feel my legs. I never had that because it's like I, I for some reason I knew that I was paralyzed and I was more wondering, like, why does my chest hurt and why does my throat hurt? And I said, well, your chest hurts because they, you know, your sternum is broken because they had to do CPR on you. Oh, and gosh. then my throat hurt because they, you know, had to intubate me and stuff. And uh, it's crazy because I spent three months in the hospital. It was during COVID, so no visitors were allowed. So, you know, imagine going from dying for 10 minutes and waking up paralyzed and doing pretty much everything, you know, you know, it, spending three months in, you know, intense physical rehabilitation and stuff. And, and then, and then being able to finally see people, but people don't know what, what you've been through and stuff. And that, that, that was definitely hard, but we, you know, I, I made a, you know, we, we made the most of it, you know, the, the staff right. and the nurses, they, they flew me to the Denver VA, the Denver VA and the Salt Lake City VA is great. The Denver VA is great. Boise VA sucks. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the Denver VA, they were great. You know, um, you know, they, we spent Christmas and stuff in the hospital um, by ourselves, you know, only being able to uh, talk to people through, you know, FaceTime or whatever. Um, but the, the, like I was the only female, um, patient, um, at the time, but the, 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 the head nurse, him and his wife went Christmas shopping for everybody. And instead of, you know, I expected just to get like a, when they, you know, 
passed out gifts. I just expected to get just a, like a generic bag and stuff. But they, she actually took the time to buy female stuff, like female, like socks and, you know, like pink colored socks and, right. you know, like sweats and stuff, stuff like that, that, you know, actually made a difference that, you know, it's like, hey, you know, this person actually put some thought into it. Um, right. So, you know, they. Well, let me ask and, you this. Uh-huh. This next question, it kind of can go either way. It's would you walk if you could? And by that, I know your your injury was a little different than most. Um, you know, a lot of times you hear about somebody jumping in a pool or getting in a car accident or something like that. Um, yeah. If you could go back to that day and somehow change everything to where that wouldn't have happened to you and you could have went on your life the way it was, would you choose to do that or would you choose to stay where you're at now and why? Um, I, I, I would think, you know, everybody, love to walk well heck i think just the bowel and the bladder control would be perfect i'd be happy with just that but um anyways i i, I think i'm i'm here where i'm i'm supposed to be um and i'm kind of a, a, a fighter i guess um so i i've actually helped change a few of the va policies that were bs especially like during covid like not letting the the service dog down the the, the, the spinal cord wing, it's like, why, you know, and right, I wrote a three page letter connecting the dots on why, you know, for mental health, for physical, you know, for health and for, you know, it's, we're going to get, if we're going to get COVID from this particular dog, we're going to get it from, you know, this, this and this nurse. And, you know, it, it was a huge thing, but we finally, you know, got the dog to be able to come down the spinal cord wing. I mean, just little things like that, but I'm, I, I'm definitely, you know, and I and I made sure that the VA, you know, that I um, was compensated and stuff for not anything that I didn't earn or didn't deserve. But, you know, I spent over 19 years in, you know, um, see, 19 years, four months and eight days. In what's that? Duty. Since you've been paralyzed? Uh, what's that? What, what 19 uh, years uh, for what? Uh, for for uh, being in the uh, army. Um, oh, the, okay. The, yeah, army medic and and. Um, well, let me say thank a, you for your service, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate that over here on the side. Yeah, but, but yeah, um, I, I make sure that they compensate me well. So, um, so I, I actually don't have to worry about bills and stuff, which is very nice. And you know, I've got the housing grant, which I, 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 I'm having a hard time just trying to find a contractor that can work with the VA housing, you know, with a grant. And you know, and they can oh, work I'm with sure, the VA. Yeah, I'm sure it can be tough. But I, I you know, got the 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 vehicle grant. I got a 2023 uh, Chevy Traverse with the Brownability package. Nice. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, I just make make sure that they're held accountable for, you know, not only myself but to help other veterans. Because if I'm having to deal with this BS, and I and I'm I'm, I wouldn't say Karen. They, they almost kind of make you be a Karen just to get good medical care sometimes. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've definitely helped facilitate getting some of the, the dumb VA rules that, you know, that they had during, especially during COVID. So, right. to be me understandable. Being, what was that? I said, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, a lot of people, they fight to try to get any kind of help, you know what I mean? For care. So, I mean, yeah. Anything yeah. that can help you ease the burden of uh, expenses that, I mean, we, we know that being in a wheelchair is expensive. I mean, you got to have stuff for you every single day ready for you. 
And all it takes is one day to not have that stuff and you're in the hospital again. You know what I mean? So, and, and you know, can't take no for an answer sometimes with the VA. Like those uh, medication dispenser cubes that you see um, advertised. Um, if you've got like over so many medications, it really is very helpful. But I, I we'd go through uh, four people telling us no to finally get some, you know, and we'd again write the pretty much like a justification letter and, you know, bunch of facts and stuff in there and finally got somebody to say, yeah. but yeah, it's like, you got to keep fighting sometimes. Well, let me ask this in the spirit of Valentine's day. Uh, the next question, number three here is dating slash married. How's that? How's that going for you? What's that like? Um, I am actually very happily single. Like, um, I've been married three times. Um, it just, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of set in my ways. I think I'm, it, it's just nice to not have to, to, to wake up and, you know, and kind of walk on eggshells or, you know, there's no drama, there's no nothing. And, you know, actually, um, when I was discharged from the, the uh, Denver VA, I actually decided to live in Denver or not in, in, but near Denver for the next year. So I could learn to live completely independent. Um, so yeah, much, uh, I live all by myself. So nice. Well, um, I mean, yeah, like a lot of people see like that's a, that can go either way for a lot of different people. Um, yeah. Some people, you know, like myself, were lucky enough to be with somebody while it yeah. happened and then they actually stuck around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've heard time and time and time and time again where somebody's with somebody, the accident happens, they freak out and move on. Um, yeah. But then again, I've also heard stories of, of people who get in an accident and they find it easier to find a love you know, like a, yep. somebody that loves them. Um, so, I mean, it's weird. I think there's there's somebody out there for everybody. I just think, you know, either, you, like you said, you, you want to be with them or, or, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's easier being alone. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm probably not the, the easiest person to live with either. You know, like you said, I'm, you know, re medically retired out of the military with over 19 years in as a master sergeant, you know, and so I, I just... Master I, Sergeant. I, I, I'm, very, I'm, I'm a little hard to, to deal with sometimes. So, so you so were, I, and this this is kind of off topic, but you just said Master Sergeant. So I know that is like up, 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 up in the echelons of, you know what I yeah. mean? Like the ranking system of the United yeah, States Army. Top is an E9 and I was an E8. So you had people underneath you, right? That yeah. you would be okay. uh, pretty much in charge of, that they would come to you and you would pretty much tell them what they needed to do and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Awesome. In fact, awesome. I ran a um, recruit sustainment program company by myself um, while everybody else in the state that, that um, in their areas, um, you, you know, you had Northern Idaho, you had uh, Southern Idaho, you had uh, Eastern Idaho and then Western Idaho. And I was the only one in the state that they weren't even going to give me an assistant. I, I pretty much did it all by myself. Everybody else, either had at least an assistant, if not two people running it, plus an assistant. And it was funny because um, when the numbers finally came out for the end of year stuff, I actually won the RSP of the year award. So, and it was very funny because wow. the, the commander and stuff that, you know, he was one of the ones that, um, and, and by the way, this affected like over 70 people by the time it was all said and done. And we had six people relieved of their command uh, two first sergeants, two command sergeant majors, and two lieutenant colonels. 
Um, but, um, but yeah, where I ran the entire RSP company by myself and, you know, as a, as a single mom as well, I was used to kind of multitasking and stuff. And so they thought that putting all this pressure on me and stuff, I was going to collapse, but they didn't know that I actually worked best under pressure. So I, I pretty much, out, you know, outdid them and stuff. Like I do casualty simulation makeup, like, you know, like you would not believe. And so setting up things like realistic things like that in medical tasks, people tend to, to should pick up on, on the, the actual training a lot better than just sitting and reading it out of a book or, you know, listening to a boring power, you know, PowerPoint and stuff. But actually right. set up things as realistic as possible, you know, having, you know, paintball guns shot at them and stuff while they're, you know, going out trying to, you know, rescue a casualty and stuff and, you know, just... Just as realistic as possible, you know, I had like, uh, I could do leg amputations where the leg actually spurts blood. Um, it, you can put a tourniquet on him, you know, not really tighten it, but put a tourniquet on, you know, put him or her on the on the litter. And they're like, uh, where's their actual leg? And, but yeah. I'm so what you're saying is you're a little bit of a badass. But yes, I, I'm that good. No. <laughs> You're the type of you're the type of person somebody would like to have next to him while going into battle. That's what I would say. Yes, yes, exactly. And I, it's funny because a lot of my friends tell me, even though you're in a wheelchair, they're like, I still would love to have you as a zombie apocalypse partner and right. stuff. Because you know, yeah, they can they can see me like with my dope, you know, strapped with my Doberman, and she's all pretty much guiding my wheelchair while I got my you know my my M4 or whatever shooting. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, but I, I like to live by myself and I like to make sure that I'm not taken advantage of and that, you know, we're going to come into my house and they're, yeah, they, they come busting you know, in my house. I was going to say, just in <laughs> case all the wheelchair people yeah. are watching out there, all of the uh, old vets and stuff, uh, End of the World Ever Comes meetup place is at the wheelhouse here in Michigan. Uh, you get a hold of me, we'll make a perimeter. You know what I mean? We're up on a hill. We got good line of sights. Tons of zombie defenses, okay. I'm telling you. Um, that's something a lot of my friends always say. They're like, man, but now you're in a wheelchair. What are you going to do? I'm like, you can still do a ton of stuff from a wheelchair. Don't don't count yeah. us out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Next question I got for you is uh, pet peeves. What's your biggest pet peeve about being in a chair? My biggest pet peeve about being in a chair is finding parking. You see, like, all you know, there's certain states, I guess, that you have to actually have a van accessible sticker to actually yep. be able to park in the van accessible spots, you know. Um, but you see all these people that they're, they're at least able bodied, yes, they might be handicapped, but it, at least like park in, in the you know, handicapped spots a few seat spots down, leave the ones for us, you know, that that actually need that ramp space, um, yeah, and and that park in in that uh the the vertical lines and stuff and then then you got to sit there and wait for them and yeah another thing i'll say too to add to that um that i've actually started doing and i've seen um, another guy from um uh wheel life i think it is or uh oh, there's another guy that does videos um i'll think of it eventually but what he does he made a video where he actually shows how he parks diagonal he'll go and take up two spots so his ramp can yeah. get out you know what i mean and nobody can block him um i'm a i'm a pure advocate for that because normally like you said all the spots are taken and it's like what are we yeah. supposed to do you know what i mean so yeah uh, or, or people are 
motorcycle there and stuff thinking that that's oh well it's small well it's still blocking my way i still can't right. get in and out of my you yeah. know a lady that parked there at the at the grocery store one time she literally parked on the you know the, the loading and unloading lane thinking that it was a parking spot and you know, I was to get in a picture of her license plate so I could at least go back in the grocery store to have them at least page her, you know. Right. Um, and she comes out and, and she got all mad at me because I was taking a picture of her. And I was like, look, I, I, I could at least be on the phone with, you know, getting your vehicle towed, but I'm not. You know, I'm just, I tried to explain to her what was going on. And she kind of actually got, got in my face and shoved me in, in oh, my location. No. Shoved me in my and so I, yeah, I, 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 I grabbed this, the scruff of her shirt, pulled her in and, and she, you know, as I was, you know, balling up my fist and she, she pulled up and nope the hell on out of there. She just got her car. But, you know, I told her cause she was like, well, I'm handicapped too. Well, that still doesn't mean that I can actually get back in my, in my vehicle, you know, then you right. should know, you know, so other, yeah, other handicapped people that are also inconsiderate of people that need those spaces. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and being a handicapped person, it's always when you're looking around and you see people that pull into handicapped spots and they get out of their car and they walk into the store and they get back in there. And it's like, dude, come on, how handicapped are you, bro? Like, what are you yeah. doing? You know what I mean? Some people yeah. are just in it to take the benefits and that's it. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. My next question I got is what is something that you wish you could do now that you can no longer do? Uh, ride horses. So, um I do know that um, there is a barrel, a uh, handicap barrel, uh, a paralyzed barrel racer. Um, I don't know if you heard of her, Amberly Snyder. Mm -mm. Um, she's out of uh, Utah. Yeah, she's actually a professional barrel racer, but she's uh, she's paralyzed. I think she's T. I'm um, I'm just gonna guess here and say about T nine or. T9. I was gonna say she must have a little bit of ab control. But but, but uh, yeah, but and she also has a modified uh, barrel saddle as well. She's. Um, where she got um, is modified like these seat belts uh, and kind of got the higher back seat as well to kind of strap herself in. And then she straps her thighs in and then she does um, what all, most barrel racers do. They'll uh, rubber band their, their, their uh, foot in stirrups. Um, she must trust that horse a lot. Yeah, she does really, really good. And um, her, the horse and stuff that she started out, um, his name is Power. Um, he's this big black, big black horse. I mean, he's he's got a lot of power. Just looks super muscular, um, but he's super gentle and stuff. And animals, no, they they can know, they, sense it. I think they can sense it. Yeah, like that you're injured yeah. and you're not all the way there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why they, like a lot of animals, especially horses that actually come from abuse situations, I'll put them and, and you know veterans together, or you know people um, and and kind of with a PTSD type stuff and they kind of learn from each other and, you know, the veteran kind of learns that, Oh, I've got to remain calm. And then, the, you know, and it, it just kind of like, it is a, it, yeah, it, it, it's a good effect. It's yeah. Right. It's kind of a domino in, in a positive way. Let me ask you this, uh, as being an yeah. army veteran and somebody who is familiar with firearms, um, do you carry it all on yourself, on your person? Yeah. Oh, yep, I do. Where where do you carry yep. it, uh, particularly? Like, whereabouts on your body, or do you do it on your chair, or how do you do it? Um, right now, I put it in my chair, um, just because I haven't really found a spot on my body that I could 
you know, comfortably wear it and, you know, it not like bulge up or out or, you know, right. I'm right. Wheeling around and stuff. So. Yeah. For me, I found a, it's a calf holster that I had modified to go right on my thigh. So it's like, it's connected uh-huh. to me. It's not on the chair and it's easily accessible. So if I ever need it, it's right there. Yeah. Um, and I do training all the time with it. Um, just to make sure if I do need it in a certain situation that I'm able to do it. And I, I can tell everybody, you know what I mean? If you're able to, and you can handle it without injuring yourself, obviously, then I, I'm all for it. Go get a CPL and carry, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've got, uh, let's see, which one do I have here? Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, this is a live show and I want to say thank you to everybody out there watching oh. Kim Pola, Ben Insider, Raymond, all you guys, Albert, what's going on? Um, if you guys have a question you would like me to ask, share, go ahead and let me know. Um, and if it's along the lines of what we're doing, we'll definitely ask her live. Okay. All right. Um, let's see what we got here. Number six is any pain. What is your pain levels like? My pain level, um, depends. Uh, my pain level, of course, is more active at night when you're actually trying to get, uh, um, usually I, I would say my pain level is about a, a board now that I stopped all the meds and stuff that the VA had me on. And um, yeah, it's like, like a, you know, at least a four. But at night, when sometimes when that nerve pain hits, it's like a, like a 20 out of 10. It, it's super intense. It's wow. Like yeah, I can relate to that sometimes. I mean, I, I take gabapentin right now, but um, I don't know. I'm like four years into it and I'm like almost kind of wanting to find something new, but there's not really a whole lot out there unless you get into narcotics, which I'm trying to stay away from. And yeah, all the doctors want to keep you off of. So it's like, you know, you only got so many choices. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's just here lately and stuff, especially hearing about all the, you know, side effects of this and this and this, it's like, you know, I'm sure all the, the medication that the VA had, you know, me on is, you know, causing other side effects that, that then need medication for that. And then, you know, and right. You take one pill that you got to take another pill for that gives you side effects for this pill. Now another pill you got to take. Yeah. And next thing you know, you got half the pharmacy in your dang bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're splitting up. Can't hear you again. Oh, your audio's going in and out for some reason. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I think I can hear you now. I don't know yeah. why that does that. What are you using a, a Apple iPhone? Okay. You got it. How about now? Oh yeah, there you go. I can hear you now. Okay. Um, well, I'll get I'll get into my next one. My next question here: What helped you the most after your injury? What helps me the most? Um, I would say, hmm. it, it, it is nice to have help come out. You know, like the VA pays for, um, you know, the CNA to come out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for a few hours. And, you know, they, until I can find that, um, you know, a, a contractor that can work with the VA to get all my, ADA modification, my home done, you know, it's nice to help, you know, when put dishes away and stuff that are higher that I can't, you know, have a little bit of problems reading. You know, it's not really very safe to, to use your grabber and, you know, lift glass items. And, right, you know, right. Right. 
but um, I would say, I'd say I, I, I not really the crazy cat lady. I definitely adopted uh, four cats because I was fostering, um, but they, they actually helped me out quite a bit because, you know, we're, and everybody else, you know, would be kind of uncomfortable and stuff where they wouldn't want to come around because uh, they, you know, feel guilty on why they, you know, we didn't want to bring uh, but yeah, the cats, they, they provide uh, unconditional love and they're always there for you and they don't care. You know. Having pets definitely. definitely right. Yeah. I would say pets are good too. Yep. Um, I know how it is. I was just talking to my caregiver today about, you know what I mean? Like having a dog. Cause we have, we have a dog, we have two dogs and, and a cat or two or four. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> It's something where it gives you a, your brain extra stimulant, you know what I mean? It's something else around that 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 I think that dogs, like you said, they can sense it. Um, they know that you're injured. And I've always found it funny, though. Oh. Like, every time a new dog comes into the, the fold or, like, if somebody brings a dog over or I see a dog for the first time, the first thing the dog does, is even if it's mean or whatever, it'll come up to you and, and it'll stop. It'll get real low and it'll come up to you and it'll sniff you because it senses. I think it senses that, that you're hurt, you're injured. Um, so it knows you're not yeah. a threat. It doesn't growl or bark at you like normal. I've had a couple dogs bark, but once they realize, they kind of calm down. Um, and it's weird. It's weird how animals can sense that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. And I volunteered in an animal. Um, you know, and specifically, like, had me work in the cat room and stuff. Because for some reason, I was able to just, um, you know, match people to cats just like nothing, just like that. And, you know, I, there was events and stuff where they're like, you know, we, we, we uh, adopted out, you know, a lot of cats. They're like, we only wish we would have had the same success in the dog room and stuff, you know, which I, I think everybody did great. And stuff. It's, it, plus, it's harder and it's easier to adopt out a cat because cats are, like, not as high maintenance. Yeah, like, cats are more assholes. They want to do what they want to do. They don't give a crap what you yeah, want they, to do, you know? Yeah, they're more like a roommate where the dog is like a toddler. So... So it's like, right. you know, whether or not you want to have a new roommate or you want to have a toddler and stuff that, you know, may require some intervention. Yeah. Yep. Our friend Kim said, what's up with the audio? Is it an iPhone? Question mark. And I'm like, I don't know. Some people have problems like when they're doing it off their phone. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like, I don't know if it's like the audio thing or if like it just gets caught up or something or um, what goes I on. But like sometimes it'll go in and out. Uh, which is, it's not a problem. We'll work with you. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's what we're here for. We're not in a big hurry or anything. Okay. Is that any better? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it should I, be all right. Okay. I'll let you know. If you cell start phone. breaking up again, I'll definitely, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I took the cell phone. So that might. What's that? Say again. I, I said I took the cell phone cover off, so that might help. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might work. Um, next question I got for you is what is your hobbies? Did they change at all after your injury or do you still do the same hobbies? How's that work for you? Um, no, um, I actually, like I said, I, I was doing barrel racing and stuff. Heck, I helped train my daughter's, uh, barrel and pole and goat tying horse for junior high college and college, uh, junior high, high school and college rodeo. And, um, but you know, my, my back's just with my, I've got back arthritis and stuff, and I just feel the grinding. So, yeah, that's definitely not a, not within the, um, the cards and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I've taken up a gardening and um, seed saving. Um, you know, you heck, you can get a tomato and stuff and just you know, save the seeds and stuff. It's kind of scored out. And heck, I, I, I just sometimes will just plant the seeds directly into the soil and not even worry about drying them. And they definitely grow. But I think especially nowadays with kind of being unsure and stuff with food prices and stuff, I think uh, getting into gardening and stuff and seed saving is is not a bad hobby to, to start getting into. Right. Right. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I would really want to get into gardening this year. I would like to do yeah. something, uh, as far as like learning and really there's not much to learn. You put the seed in the soil and you know what I mean? Take care of it until it grows up. I would think, but then I yeah. don't know much. I'm not a green thumb. You know what I mean? I'm sure people out there yeah. right now that have done planting are like, ah, oh, shaking their head. Like, boy, you don't know nothing. Shut up. You don't know nothing about plant, plant, plants. Um, but we're going to try that this year. I think that's going to be something I want to do. I'd like to get some raised uh, planters that I can just wheel up to and, you know, kind of yeah. work on. Yeah. I think yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I've got the raised garden beds and stuff. It's just, you know, frustrating and stuff trying to, you know, with that um, that VA housing grant. So if I've got a lot of money that's just sitting there waiting for, you know, a contractor to be able to, you know, do my, my back uh, patio and stuff where I can actually wheel out there instead to be able to get out to my backyard where my you know, garden, my raised garden beds are and stuff. I've got to pretty much go outside and go around the house and then go wheel in the grass. So, right. And everybody else um, listening, but, all the audio people but, and everybody else, you might hear my stuff go in and out. It's because I'm turning my, um, my dial from my microphone up and down because right now, in order to get your audio in, we have to run it through the PA system. So I have to turn it down so we don't hear echoes. It's really a pain in the butt. I'm going to figure out a way to take care of that eventually okay. um but today it should work fine um so next to last question i got for you is what about travel what do you like travel you like traveling or no um i get a little um anxiety and stuff when traveling just because you know if they mess up my wheelchair and i get somewhere it's like okay so what do i do now right like, you know then i can see them trying to loan me one of those big old you know, the, the, the two-person big old wheelchairs and being like, well, there's a loaner, you know. Right. Um, but they, um, the last time I, because I, I still fly into the Denver VA because they're, um, they're the main wheelchair, uh, the main spinal cord thing. So I actually flew there here recently uh, to do my yearly spinal cord evaluation. And um, Delta Airlines, they've actually kind of stepped up their procedures on how they handle stuff. I don't know if it's just wheelchairs or wheelchairs and strollers, um, but they actually have you fill out a complete form and stuff on the, you know, the type of, you know, and if there's any special breaks or anything that they should be aware of. And, you know, so they've actually, instead of just throw a wheelchair tag on it, they actually put an entire form on there with instructions on how to actually handle it. Right. Right. You want yeah. Off. That's so the big I, thing I, with I, me is first off, I don't even like flying. So, probably not going to fly if i and i tell everybody that if i have to go see the world or not even the world i don't give a crap about the world i'd rather see the rest of america i'll get in my van and i'll drive through america myself and we'll figure it out um but because of strenuous things like your ramp working coming in and out when you needed to i have a ramp that's uh, mechanical that goes in and out of the floor it's already broken down like three times I don't really trust it. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. All I got to do is get out of state. And then all of a sudden that ramp breaks. Now what do I do? Um, luckily, yeah. we figured out a way to get it in and out manually. But, I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, well. But, 
Yeah, and then and then with mine, you have to find you know if you need it manually because I just barely got my ramp fixed. Like the it, you know I've got that twenty twenty three uh, Chevy Traverse nice. and the ramp wouldn't work right from the get go, which the VA is like, well, we're not paying our part until the ramp works. Um, they finally got it fixed and stuff. But yeah, it, you know, and then finding a parking spot that not only you can get in on the passenger side with the ramp. But then you can also, you know, at least wheel your wheelchair on the driver's side because the driver's side is in where the, the back, you didn't get to open the, the rear driver's side door to then uh, do the manual um, electrical override for the rear. Right. So, you know, anxiety and stuff, just trying to find, you know, parking spots and, and, and yeah, and, and not only, you know, that, but, you know, if you have like a, a you know, an accident, um, you know, if you're, if you're, um, catheter or something twists or you know something you're, you're kind of just stuck you know you can't just like oh crap you know and stand up and you know, go to the bathroom and you're kind of just there so yeah that's that's kind of a fear of mine is is using you know going to the bathroom accidentally on a plane or something yeah i've always had nightmares of like having to go to the bathroom and then then, then nowhere being like a catheter or anything around that i can use and just being stuck and then being like what do i do now you know what i mean like just push it all and let it come out, I guess. Like, what am I supposed to do? But it's that's something yeah. you got to think about every day, you know what I mean? And there's only, uh, you know, there's only one way to get over it, and that's just to kind of live life. You can't let it hold you back, you know what I mean? You got to kind of push forward. Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Are you there? Uh-oh. Let's see. Oh. Looks like it's frozen. Oh, wait. It's moving. Oh, there you are. All right. You hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, there we go. All right, cool. I thought we lost you. Well, before I do lose you, let's get to the last question of the day. Uh, what would be the best piece of advice that you could give somebody who's brand newly injured? Um, don't give up. Like, um, you know, you'll you'll see the people that um, you know, kind of want to when they first wake up and realize that they're paralyzed or whatnot. They kind of don't really want to do anything and they just kind of want to curl up in a ball and just, you know, not, not really want to do anything. And I, 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 I just, you know, when I woke, it's like, okay, what's the next step? What do we got to do? Just keep pushing, pushing forward. You know, you're never going to get anywhere. You're going to be, you know, if you spend the next, you know, month or so curled up in a bed, that's, that's another month that you could have spent, you know, getting it, you know, improving, you know, especially where the first year after, any kind of spinal cord injury, if you've got any kind of, you know, um, if, if there's any chance of you regaining any kind of mobility, you've got to, you've got to get it done right then and there. And there, there shouldn't be any rest time. I mean, maybe to, you know, if, if there's swelling or something, yeah, that's one thing. But, you know, if, if doctors have cleared you to start, just yeah, get going and you're going to have rough days and stuff. And, you know, we want to cry, throw stuff, you know. Um, yeah, just yeah, get I it think, out. Go, I go think, somewhere and practice, get it out, you know, and then put your big back on and then go back out. And, yeah, and I think out. all of us, um, and I've mentioned this a few times before in a couple other episodes, but I think all of us uh, that wake up in that hospital bed and we look around and we, we take into what really has just happened to us. Uh, we all yeah. go through a mourning period. We have to let go of our old lives because that's no longer attainable. You know what I mean? We have to now... Yeah look forward to what we can do and how we're going to do it. Um, 
you know, and that's that's that right there is a crucial moment in being paralyzed. That's, that's just one of the things you have to do. I always say you have two roads you can choose. You got the high road or the low road. The low road, yep. you're going to cry yourself, you know, to sleep every day and sit in your bed, not do anything. And then the high road, you're going to do something about it. You know, you can't just sit in the bed every day. Yep. Like my PTs and OTs always told me, you got to get up. You got to go out. You got to move. You got to, you know, because you're going to be in pain. If you lay in there all day sulking, it's just going to hurt more. You know what I mean? Yep. You got to get up. You got to move around. You got to get gung-ho spirit. I mean, you know about that, being a, a veteran yourself. You, it oh, seems yeah. like you, as far as your ranking, you had that. You were good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's good answers. I appreciate it. I don't really have anything else. We have, uh, oh, we got one more for you before we leave you. What type of wheelchair do you got? And do you have a name for it? Um, you know, it is, you know what? I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't even know. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know what this I, is. I know the cushion is a, is a J fusion. But um, they're they're completely well. It it, it doesn't fit right. It, it's the VA and stuff. So they actually got me a new wheelchair because it was involved in a uh, a an accident where my my uh, first I had a twenty twenty one Chevy Traverse and I was I was driving across this bridge and this huge gust of wind from this canyon picked up my vehicle because of that that ramp that's underneath the vehicle picked up my vehicle spun it around threw it on the other side and and um through the guardrails and i came like literally less than 10 feet from possibly from uh falling down that cliff oh god so that was that was a scary moment and stuff but um yeah uh so i'm sorry where where were we going with that <laughs> Well, that's oh. that's my that's my homework assignment for you is look at that wheelchair and think of what your name would be for okay. it. Okay. And then maybe oh, we'll check oh. back with you. I, I tell everybody that's done a wheelchair Wednesday that some of these days we might check back with you. We might do like a, I was thinking like a throwback Thursday episode where we come back and we talk to you about how you're doing. Um, and we don't know yet. I haven't done one yet, but I definitely do plan on doing more this year. So maybe that'll be something we start up this year. Um, yeah. But I. And, um, you know, with wheelchairs and stuff, like, you know, with it being involved in the accident, they've got to replace it for, you know, for free. And they, they technically, um, because it was uh, service connected, they actually owe me two uh, two uh, wheelchairs, two custom wheelchairs. Right. And so I'm still trying to figure out, like, the, the, the second type of wheelchair that I want. Um, you know, it, it's like you can't, you don't really know until you've actually, you know, kind of li lived in one for a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I haven't. I think maybe once I get one that I like and that kind of works with me a little bit better, I think I'll, yeah, I, I might name it and I might actually remember the, the name of it. Well, you know, uh, like the old Alice in Chains song said, Army Green was no safe bet. Uh, but I think that'd be cool for a nice paint job for a wheelchair or some Army Green. I've always been fond of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess we their vehicles and stuff, and I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I just never never have but yeah you know it, it is an extension of, of your body and stuff. oh exactly exactly well i want to give you another round of applause sherry for coming live with us on this beautiful wednesday afternoon um happy valentine's day to all you watchers out there and listeners um if you listening or watching or somebody you know would like to be a part of wheelchair wednesday just send me a message uh comment on this video all kinds of ways to get a hold of me wheelchair rick google me i'm out there look for this logo 
Right there. All right. Well, Sherry, I appreciate it. Stick with me here for a second. Yep. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody else. And then um, that's it. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Tune in next time for the next Wheelchair Wednesday. See you.